Praise the Lord. God is good. Amen. All the way from uh, Hotlanta, Georgia. I was so glad to wake up this morning and it not be humid outside. And uh, it is so hot in Georgia right now. I mean, even Satan is out on the streets selling popsicles out of that little cart he pushes around. It is hot, but it's good to be at Vertical Church. Somebody say amen. amen. Now, how many of you, uh, or I should say those of you who, who know me, I've been here you know, numerous times. For those of you who don't know me and have never heard me uh, preach in person, well, <laughs> may the force be with you. That's, that's really all I can tell you. I, and I, I, can't, I can't explain it. I can't describe it. Uh, and I won't justify it. It's just, I'm from Georgia. Do you understand? And I love, when I tell you I love to preach, preaching is my life. I don't do it for fun. It's not a side gig that I'm working on. This is what I do and been doing it. Cody, by the way, uh, Cody, we've never met except on Friday, and we shook hands, and it was really irrelevant, basically. But... It was just a practice, you know, Pastor Josh felt the need. I, he had to <laughs> introduce me to you and because I've been asking about you, of course. Because, see, I was here on the first Sunday. <laughs> that don't mean a lot to most of y'all, but I was here on the first Sunday. And I remember what I thought on the first Sunday about certain things. <laughs> Amen. <laughs> and if you know me, you know I'm leaning over to Pastor Josh being like, You know, if you read lips, I'm sorry, amen. God's still working on me, glory to God. And been here the whole time since then, right? So, Cody, I got to tell you, thank you, Jesus. Took 10 years, but here we are, amen? God is good. Uh, Doug told me that he actually washed the spit out of this Yeti from Pastor Josh. I said, why would you do that? There might have been an anointing in that spit. I might have, I might have needed some help. <clears throat> Amen. I, it's, it's good to be here. It's good to be a part of a place that loves God. I preach in a lot of different places where I don't know if it's, they, you know, they love something. I don't know if it's the Lord. But um, it's just good to be in the house of God and to be with you here at Vertical Church. I, I, you may say that I'm overdressed, but I dress like this every day, like for real, like except Saturdays. I don't do it on Saturdays because they don't make an Ohio State. I mean, I didn't mean to say that. I'm sorry. They don't make an Ohio State. Oh, oh I forgot where I was. Excuse me. Praise the Lord. Y'all beat the brakes off the Buckeyes. Uh, well, some of y'all. I don't know. This is probably a divided crowd. There's probably, you know, but the Bible says a house divided against itself cannot stand. Amen. So somebody needs to get right. I don't know who, but somebody. Look at your neighbor. Point at them. Point at your neighbor. Okay. For, wait, watch. I hope you like the person you're sitting next to, honest to God, because I'm going to have you talking to them while I'm preaching. You're going to be preaching to your neighbor. So if you don't like the person that you're sitting next to, kindly take this moment to stand up and move beside somebody that you actually like. <laughs> Perfect. We are in complete and total unity, Doug. No, but, or you're just embarrassed and you don't want to admit that you don't like your husband. So anyway, it's okay. Say amen. I know some of them here are Wolverines, and some of them in here are, uh, what's the other team that's green? 
Who? The Trojans? Oh, Spartans. Oh, yeah, praise the Lord. Amen. Well, God, you know, God can use anybody. Amen. In the Old Testament, he spoke to a donkey. So, I mean, glory to God. Look at your neighbor and say, he might be talking. Don't do it. Never mind. God can use a donkey. He can use your neighbor. Amen. I, I've been trying to figure out, you know, honestly, what I'm going to preach. And, uh, and I do love preaching. And I love to preach, and uh, I, I, I love preaching in two ways. One, I love the to preach, and then number two, uh, or it might be number one, I love listening to preaching. I, I, I don't listen to, or, you know, I'm not addicted to Hulu. Okay, well, sorry. Sorry, I knew it was going, it didn't take long, did it? It didn't, didn't take long to start throwing punches. I'm a preacher that throws punches, so, and step on toes, and more than likely, at some point in the sermon, if you think I'm preaching to your neighbor, that's true. But somewhere along the line, it's come, I'm coming right at you. I'm probably going to punch you in the throat. Amen. In the spirit, of course. In the spirit, any throat punching that needs to happen in the natural, I've already given Doug a list of people that I feel like already need that. And uh, please see him directly after service. Say amen. But if you got a Bible... Turn with me in your Bible or open up your phone and don't text, but open it up to the Bible app and turn with me to um, Ephesians chapter number four. Ephesians chapter number four. I want to say thank you to Pastor Josh, though. this I don't know if this particular service is being recorded, so I'm going to say everything I really want to say in this service and then in the second service that's actually live and everything, and there's going to be like a lot of proof of what I say because it's going to be online and there's not a beeper up here. So, you know, where they can't beep out what I'm saying. I'm going to, y'all probably at the best part of, uh, in the best service because it's the next service is live and Pastor Josh will be watching and, and I'll have to act, uh, try, amen. But his parents are here, so here we are, Amen. He said, go for it. And I only needed one, go for it. Walk in unity, uh, Ephesians chapter 4, uh, verse 1. It says, I, therefore, the prisoner of the Lord, beseech you to walk worthy of the calling which you were called, with all lowliness and gentleness and with long suffering, bearing one another with love, endeavoring to keep the unity of the spirit in the bond of peace, there is one body, one spirit, just as you were called in one hope of your calling, one Lord, one faith, one baptism, and one God and Father of all, who is above all and through all, and in you all, somebody say glory. All right, that's, you're, you're practicing helping me, so we'll keep moving on, keep practicing. But to each of us, grace was given according to the measure of Christ's gift. Therefore, he says, when he ascended on high, he led captivity captive and gave gifts to men. Now this, he ascended. What does it mean that he also first descended into the lower parts of the earth. He who descended is also the one who ascended far above the heavens that he might fill all things. And he himself gave some to be 
apostles, some prophets, some evangelists, some pastors and teachers. Aren't you glad? Say amen. amen. Oh, you're getting better. For the equipping of the saints. It didn't say, by the way, for the entertainment of the saints. Where's my organ at, Cody? I mean, you're doing pretty good until right there. Never mind. Everything I said earlier, forget it. For the entertaining, no, the equipping of the saints is another. Uh, so what I want you to do real quick is say, I need, say that, I need, I need to, be to be equipped. equipped. So you, just because you got saved, said the sinner's prayer that was made up a few hundred years ago, and but he accepted Jesus to come, you know, come into my heart and live, and got baptized and all that. That don't mean you ready. That's the first step, right? Because just because a person gets recruited by the Army Reserves and they sign the paperwork, they don't go into battle, right? Right after signing the paperwork, they got to go through some things called basic training so that they can be equipped to fight when the time comes. And we need as a body here at Vertical Church and as the body of Christ Universal, we need to be equipped. Somebody say amen. That was free. That is not the message. For the ministry, for the edifying of the body of Christ till we all come to the unity of faith and the knowledge of the Son of God, to be a perfect man to the measure of the stature of the fullness of Christ. That we should no longer be children. Look at your neighbor. Here's your first time. And take out your, preacher, your preaching finger. This one. Do this. Come on, practice. Practice with me. Practice everybody. I know, I know some of y'all so conservative and so tight. I, I don't even know how you woke up. Amen. Take your preaching finger and point at your neighbor and say, neighbor, you need to grow up. I know you've been wanting to tell them this. Amen. Amen. I'm helping y'all be honest with each other. Helping you. Cody, I'm helping people. Amen. You're from Virginia, right? So you kind of feel what I'm feeling right now because you got a little of that Southern comfort. Like, not the actual Southern comfort. That's alcohol. But... <laughs> We're not that type of church, amen. <laughs> amen, amen. <laughs> Got to check just to make sure they sometimes try to drug me here. Amen. Yeah, glory to God. That we should no longer be children tossed to and fro, carried around with every wind of doctrine by the trickery of men and the cunning craftiness of the deceitful plotting, but speaking, somebody say speaking, <laughs> Uh, the truth and love may grow up. Oh, there Paul got to it too. Amen. So don't hate me. Hate Paul. Grow up. <laughs> I love this. I mean, the Bible is right. See, so for those of you who think that the Bible is like just a book, it's not just a book. It is actually the book. And it is the book. It's still infallible. There's a whole group of people who are calling themselves Christians, which they're fooling themselves. They're not actual Christians who say that the Bible is not infallible and it is not the true and living word of God. Well, I got good gospel news for us and bad news for them. The Bible is right. Say amen. And somewhere well, it's not really culturally relevant. Don't you know that God knew the end from the beginning when the Holy Ghost inspired 
inspired men to write the Bible. And so he knew that they were going to be trying to put kitty litter in your high school when he wrote the book. I got to act right. Say amen. Because <laughs> I get a tendency to do stuff. But speaking the truth in love may grow up in all things into him who is the head Christ from whom the whole body joined and knit together by what every joint supplies according to the effective working by which every part does its share. Every part does its part causing growth of the body and the edifying of itself in love somebody say amen i just kind of want to keep reading and just make up comments as i go and that would be good but i do have a sermon i gotta check the time because there's always a time restraint here and they hold me pretty tight that's why i wear a tie it reminds me of the time amen and I, now I've already forgotten what time I'm... Oh, it was 10... The text was 1020 at the latest. And so since I'm like a like a big deal around here, like a boss or something, a board member, I think that's what that means, board member, boss. So really 1020, I think that's the same thing, right? And so 1020 is kind of a suggestion really to me, not a command, amen. And, and Josh is camping, and he doesn't even know what's happening right now. <laughs> I'll kill you. <laughs> so, so much here to unpack within the next 20 minutes. So I will have to talk fast and you'll have to also listen fast. Of course, we know Paul the Apostle, first of all, was talking a whole lot about truth. And we are living in a time where truth has become a lie. And lie has, lies have become truth. And where now that we no longer is there absolute truth, that everybody, truth is up for uh, and the interpretation. Where people now, especially, hey, by the way, July 30th, you're not going to believe this, but and I can't believe it. July 30th, I turned 50 years old. Say glory. So uh, you can shake my hand and give me a 50 in honor of my birthday, and I won't be mad. Amen? Okay, so... Uh, I'm 50 years old, so I'm a half a century, and so I have lived long enough now to, re to have those stories about when I was growing up, bless God, now I can do that, and it'd be real. And I, when I was growing up, bless God, we didn't have no CDs. We had tapes. I even remember the eight-track tape. That's how anybody in here remember the eight-track? And you stuff it down in that thing. And then in order to go song to song, you had to hit a button and all that. It's crazy. Anyway, I know that now, however, truth is under attack. Where people, especially teenagers, and I, he said that I'm like doing stuff at youth, which I'm like, what is happening? I am helping out in the youth and preaching every week to our youth group. And, uh, dude, you know they mad because they got a 50-year-old up there just, ah! you know, you need to throw away Instagram. Because, <laughs> I mean, I know how to live without a phone because I didn't have. Yeah, you better get right. Amen. I'll jump on you. I'll put something on you, Mr. Clean can't scrub off. I ain't scared of nobody. But now where everybody's like, well, I'm just trying to find my truth. Idiot. 
Because there's no such thing as your truth. So all these youths and all these other folks, the parents who are like, well, I'm just trying to let him find his own truth. You, my friend, are nuts. Because there is not finding your truth or a truth. Truth is not an idea. Truth is not an ideology. Truth is not a perception that you might have about a particular situation. And just because you think it's true, it's true. That's not true. Truth is a person. And that person is Jesus Christ. And he said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. And besides me, there is none other. Truth is not an idea. It's a person. Okay. I must have turned wrong and ended up at a Baptist church. I said, truth is not an idea. It's a person. It's like crickets up in here. I mean, look, Jesus is the truth. Somebody say amen. Yes. Jesus is the truth. And that's what we have to be committed to here at Vertical Church is we've got to be committed to truth in a season and in an era in time where truth is no longer respected, truth is no longer honored, and everybody's got their own version of truth. That is the spirit of Antichrist that comes to pervert the name of Jesus. There is no other name but in heaven given among men whereby men can be saved and that truth is Jesus. Somebody shout Jesus. Why is everybody flipping out and going nuts? It's because they are separated from truth. Say amen. Uh, you mean to tell me that you can't even, you know, back in the day, they're always talking about, you know, uh, evolution and, and all these lies and all of this scientific stuff. And they're like, believe the science. You gotta believe the science. Okay. I, I, I finally got converted into believing the science. And now you tell me the science ain't even true. Cause we got Johnny over here. Okay. Y'all don't want to hear nothing about no preaching. Let me take a drink. Amen. Say amen. amen. I'm like, what in the world? I, okay, I work in the public school. We, we've already started school, and I just told them I wasn't coming. Because I'm my own, you know, you're not going to tell me what to do. I'm 50 years old. Bless God, you ain't telling me what to do. I do what I want. I'm a grown man. <laughs> just in case that beeper, Cody, wasn't working. Amen. <laughs> And my kid don't tell me what to do. You parents who let your kids tell you what to do and what to watch, you are nuts. Well, I just want them to be happy. I don't. Your happiness was not what God called me to do. God didn't call me as a parent to make my children happy. He called my, me to make sure that my kids live in truth and that they live in the name of Jesus. If my kid was mad at me, I was like, glad. I'm parenting right. I was, uh, you got to be committed to truth. Look at your neighbor and say, I am, say it, I am committed to truth. We've got to be committed to truth or you're going to end up in a situation where all of a sudden having a cat litter box in the public school sounds like a great idea. Thank God I live in Georgia. 
because I would be starting my jail ministry. I ain't going to lie to you. <laughs> From my dear, hey, <laughs> I was just trying to be committed to truth. I don't even like cats. <laughs> say, say glory. glory. <laughs> Amen. Committed to truth. you got to be committed to truth. I was at the park the other day with my wife, and we were at the botanical, botanical garden, so you know that was her idea. <laughs> and I'm, you know, trying to be a good husband 23 years. Hey, why don't we go for a walk at the botanical gardens? It's 552,000 degrees outside. I said, this sounds wonderful. So we're walking in the botanical gardens looking at all the flowers from all over the world and it's so wonderful and bees are flying around and I'm sweating in places I didn't even know I could sweat. And my wife, this is wonderful. Look at the beautiful flowers. Oh, I'm sorry. Did you see that? I didn't know. And we roll up on this young mother. She's probably in her 30s, you know. And she's got a little girl, and she's running around. The little girl's chasing this squirrel because these squirrels ain't afraid of people because they know redneck at the botanical gardens with the 410. <laughs> Any hunters in the room? Oh, And, uh, of course, every time, they, you know, people hate me because when I'm at the botanical gardens, I'm making gun noises. <laughs> got them. <laughs> And people are like, my God, what's wrong with this guy? I'm like, I'm in Georgia. Where are you guys from? New York? <laughs> Idiots. And so she's like, so the little girl apparently never seen a squirrel before in person, right? And so she's chasing the squirrel. And she don't know that the squirrel can turn on you and jump up on your face. And the mother, she's back there, blonde, blonde girl, woman, and she's like, uh, baby, I just wish you would make better decisions right now. She's telling her seven-year-old, I just, you really have an opportunity. And I'm, I'm standing there. And, of course, you know now I am about ready to say something crazy. My wife's like, we got to get out of here. And I'm like, oh, no, I'm here to watch this mess. She goes, I just wish you would make better decisions right now. You have an opportunity, honey, to make a good decision. What six-year-old even knows what a good decision is? This is how people parent these days. They're not committed to truth. They're committed to self-help humanism where they have the ideology that a seven-year-old has the ability to even think. We have to be committed to Jesus because if you're committed to Jesus and truth, you'll become, hey, lay down all your stupid books you're reading about parenting and get the book. I know it's quiet in this Presbyterian church around her, but it's all right. This book will teach you how to raise kids in truth. Both my kids are in ministry. Both my children are filled with the Holy Ghost. But I didn't turn them over to Rome and let the public school destroy their lives. I homeschooled my children because I was going to be committed to truth because the Bible says to raise a child in the way that they should go. And when they grow old, they will not depart from it. Raising children does not mean to give them an iPad and let them watch Netflix 24 hours a day and turn them over to people who have doctrines of demons and ideologies of idiots called the public school. We've got to take a charge of what God is doing in our family's lives and be committed to truth. In Jesus' name, Paul the Apostle is saying we've got to be committed to truth. 
We've got to be committed to Christ and truth. But he does say something that's very interesting that I got to help myself with. And the Holy Ghost has got to help me. He says, being committed to truth and leading people in love. Okay. Yes, Lord. What, Lord? What would you say, Lord? Oh, stop calling everybody idiots. Hmm. He's still working on me. I know I'm not what I used to be. He, okay, I just keep singing, but I'll leave that to you, Cody. See, truth is a powerful thing. Truth, Jesus, is a powerful thing. But how many of you know that sometimes you got to learn how to deliver truth? Because truth has to be delivered. How many of you uh, like apple pie? Raise your hand if you like apple pie. Amen. Oh, yeah. Oh, good apple pie. Y'all say folks here. Amen. Apple pie. How many of you like it warmed up in the microwave just a little? Amen. So still say, hold on. You got those before you throw the ice cream on it, you do gotta put a big old slob of butter on it. Cut the butter on that thing. Any butter people? Okay, a few. Okay, well, people are backsliding already. Okay, how many ice creamers we got in here? You wanna throw that ice cream on that apple pie? Woo! Man, this is a nine o'clock service, so y'all ain't even hungry yet. And you're gonna put the uh, so a big old slice on a, in a, in this apple pie, and it's good. And if I brought you some apple pie with a little slice, you would love it, cause apple pie is good. But what's your name, bro? Asher. 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 You like apple pie, right? Didn't you say you liked it? What kind of pie you like? Amen. Do you like cake? Just lie, yes. <laughs> but let's pretend in another multiverse that you like apple pie. On a plate with the ice cream and a fork. Amen, Asher? Say amen. Because we're in the multiverse now. You can be another version of yourself. <clears throat> you got to work with it. See, people would have stumbled right there, normal preachers, but not me. I'm a pro. Amen. <laughs> So I created a whole new world so my sermon will still work. <laughs> and I got an apple pie. But instead of giving you the slice of apple pie, I walk in there and I go, bah! Same apple pie. Delivered differently, you probably no longer like it. Now, I can't lie. I struggle, amen, with giving people the pie to the face because that's enjoyable to me. I loved mocking that woman the entire rest of the time we were at the Botanical Gardens. I'm like, you have an opportunity to do something a little different. You've got, and the whole way I'm just like, oh, honey, you've got an opportunity to do something different. And I'm like, that woman is stupid. <laughs> you know, that kid's going to grow up and be a monster. You know, and I'm just doing that the whole time. My wife's like, would you shut up? You have an opportunity, honey, to make a different decision. Don't tell me to shut up, okay? She's like, what is happening? She's walking away, acting like she doesn't know me. And, but I have a tendency, and so do we. Pastor Josh, I think, has made this quote, that we have a tendency, based on the truth that we know, to end up hating the harvest. I've got seven minutes. That we end up hating the harvest. But if you are committed to truth and you learn to lead with love, 
you can get the apple pie, but you're going to have to cut it in a nice piece and warm it up a little bit in the microwave. You don't, com- you don't compromise the pie. What we have done in our churches and communities, uh, we have traded the pie for tolerance. The Bible never asks you to be tolerant of jack squat. I don't got to be tolerant of nothing, nobody, or anything. I'm not going to be, as a matter of fact. But what I am going to do is cut that piece of pie, put it in the microwave, throw some butter on that bad mamma jamma, and get, if you want some ice cream, I'll throw some ice cream on it. And I'm going to be like, little baby, I know you don't really like pie, but how can you resist this? It's warm, got some ice cream on it. Take it. Take the pie. Thank you so much. My God, you're fired. And when they eat it, they'll find out that the truth that you've been delivering, that everybody else had been mad about, I can't believe they're doing this. I can't believe this is happening. I can't believe that this person is in office. Me neither. I can't believe that this is happening. And But what you got to learn is to warm up that truth and deliver it with love. And you'll find out that the Bible is true, that the Bible says, taste and see that the Lord is good. Because when you deliver it that way, they can't resist. They'll get delivered. They'll come to church. They'll get saved. And they'll start knowing who they are in Christ. The reason that everybody is having an identity crisis, well, I identify with a brick. Well, you about as smart as one. See, that that ain't good. That's the whole pie. Right? You got to say, well, my identity say, well, well, you know what, uh, Doug, uh, Pastor Doug, I was born that way. And see, people be always doing that all the time. Well, that's their excuse for everything. I was just born like this. Well, I want to be like, bless God in the name of Jesus, I rebuke every day. I want to put the pie in them people's face. Say Amen. But the slice is better when it's warmed up. And you say, well, it's all right because my Bible tells me that you must be. I know you were born. Okay, I agree. I'll say whatever you want me to say. I'll agree. But the Bible says that you must be born again. I don't care how you was born. In order to get to heaven, you got to be born again. I'm going to warm it up and give it to you. Say amen. amen. Glory to God. That's good preaching for a white man. Amen. <laughs> Look, I think I heard him preach on television. Oh, Lord. <laughs> okay, i got to hurry up. I've got four minutes plus some extras just because. <laughs> Number one, committed to the truth. Number two, got to lead with love. Number three, got to fight for unity. Never has there been a time where the world system is trying to break up unity. All of this stuff that you're hearing on television, all of the things you're hearing on the news, not one of those individuals, if they actually have any sort of brains at all, don't believe anything that they're saying. They actually don't believe anything that they're saying. They have a plan. The plan is is to divide and conquer. 
And the way that they divide and conquer is they come up with the craziest ideologies that they can possibly manufacture. The Bible says they're going to do this. This is biblical prophecy that people would call truth a lie and lie truth. This is not new. This is not unusual. This is not, oh, I can't believe this. Well, you've never read the Bible. Because if you read the Bible, you would be able to believe it because the Bible clearly says these things are going to happen. But what is going to make the difference is that there will be a remnant of people that are going to rise up in the midst of confusion called the church and will be committed to the truth they're going to lead with love and they're going to say there's no way you can get in between us because we will be unified we will be unified jointly fit together the bible says right there in verse 16 from whom the whole body joined together knit together by what every joint supplies joint supplies what every joint supplies what every joint right joints whatever joint supplies now you notice that when you get older that joints don't supply the same things that they supplied when you were 19 <laughs> say glory i just gotta get started amen glory to god Ugh. and that's why people have to have knee surgeries and these things because all of a sudden bone on bone right because the joints are no longer supplying the things that they need in order to move correctly what is awesome is that my joints are still working really well. And that means with every joint supplies that you can still be unified because joints supply the ability for those that are connected to the body, all these joints connected to the body, the joint supplies movement. And when the body is able to move within itself with what the joints supply, then that means the body is healthy. I don't like to be at churches where the body functions like this. Because there's no ability to move. Everybody's cookie cutter. Everybody looks the same. No. When the joints are working correctly and supplying and fitly and compactly knit together, that even though I can move this way and this way at the same time, it's still a part of the same body. And the Lord is wanting to raise up vertical church in such a way that you would be so unified and diversified all at the same time because the joints are compactly fit together so that you can do exactly what God is calling this church to do. There has never been a time where God could use church in a way that could touch Zealand and the surrounding areas like never before. I've come here from Atlanta, Georgia to preach and tell you that now is the time to take more ground than you've ever taken before and say we are a church that is committed to truth and we're going to lead with love and we're going to fight for unity because the people that are lost the harvest commands and demands that we are committed to truth, that we lead with love, and that we are fighting for unity like never before. If you want to do something in the church, then do it. You are fitly joined together. Don't be hindered by anything. And get yourself together. Say amen. And grow up and learn some Bible. I see the clock. That clock is a liar. Everybody stand to their feet. I know that Doug in a minute is going to get up and say something in a minute. Well, y'all can stay, hang out, and come uh, next service and make all the other people upset that you sit in their seat. Amen. <laughs> While I preach on unity, glory to God. 
Asher, I really like you. God is going to use you in a powerful way. You can go ahead and start playing me some music. That might help me to hurry up. You don't think it's going to help? Oh, don't hurry up. Amen. Yeah, well, glory to God. It always ends too quick, doesn't it? And see, when he plays that, then I want to start prophesying over people because it does something to me. Little, ah, in the name of Jesus, right? But I, I walk in it, though, see. Yeah. That's just what it, what it is. What it, it's just what it do, amen. What it do. You are on the brink. What is it going to be? Or is it 10 years? 10 years in January. 10 years in January. 10. Ten Roman numeral for ten is an X, right? Yeah. I mean, you don't got to be a prophet to make up X marks a spot, right? But doesn't it? <clears throat> don't get comfortable where you are. I said, don't get comfortable where you are. Get ready. I, I said, get ready, because when you are committed to truth. Truth will take you somewhere you've never been before. When you lead with love, you'll find out, you know, I'm a leader. Is anybody following you? Well, then you're only taking a walk. You're not leading anything. You know, I'm one of, you know, I, I have to admit, I'm one of the strongest people when it comes to truth. But I've learned to cut the pie. And now, when I'm in a church setting, I, I, I'm a little bit more wild. Here's why. Because you should know. Okay. By now, after all them sermons, after all this preaching, and you still tore up, that makes a person kind of mad. Ask Jesus. When he's talking to the Pharisees, he cussing them out, dude. No, Jesus, no. Uh, let me go ahead and give it, break it down to you Hebrew style. You brood of vipers. That's some smack talk right there. You're doubly dead, he said. You so dead, you're doubly dead. How You twice dead. You are so dead that you're doubly dead and plucked up by the roots. In other words, the roots are out the ground, so you ain't got no hope to be alive. That's how he preached to church people. And that's what I like to do. People are like, he's offending me. Good. Could you double it? Oh, amen. Four. Here we go. Get yourself prepared and ready. Because God is doing something fresh. It is going to require you to stretch more than you've ever stretched before. It's going to require you to be ready to move. Pack up your things, so to speak, and go to do something new. I mean, I wanted to jump around and everything this morning. Really, like during praise and worship, Cody, I wanted to jump and go crazy. Because I, I got to jump in this foot right here. It's ready to go. I'm trying to run and ain't nobody chasing me. You know what? Because that's how much I love them. I, I couldn't do what y'all do. Be like, uh, I'm going to run. But I didn't want to run because I didn't want to end up on the pulpit. Because it's small in here. Aren't you ready to move? Lift both of your hands towards heaven, and I'm going to wrap up my part, and I'm going to take this water, amen, and sit down. 
Father, in the name of Jesus, I thank you for all of your many blessings. That God, that we would truly be here at Vertical Church, a church that is committed to truth. That we would lead with love. And that at all costs, we would fight for unity. Because your word says how blessed and good it is when men dwell together in unity. For it is like the oil that started at Aaron's head and flowed down his beard and outer garments, down even into the hem of his garments. For that is where that God commands a blessing. That this church, oh God, would begin to prepare itself in the spirit for one of the greatest moves it has ever experienced in its 10-year history in Jesus' name. If you love the Lord, can you give the Lord the biggest hand praise that you possibly can?